to The Warrior Within the Woman. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and this week we are leading up to Mother's Day next Sunday, a day we remember and love on our mothers who have sacrificed so much for us, our mothers who have prayed for us and believed in us throughout every trial of our life. This week, I want to dedicate this podcast to the mothers who scream at every ball game and cry at every prom create the science fair projects and braid the hair, volunteer at every function, have the most pep at every pep rally, to the moms who iron all the shirts, do all the loads of laundry and sweep the floor or turn the Roomba on in my case, and make sure everyone is fed, even the animals, to the moms who make sure to kiss all the boo-boos, make up the potty songs, act like moo cows and sing the ABCs, to the moms who work outside the home to help put food on the table, to the moms who stay at home and take care of the house and the little ones, and the moms who are entrepreneurs, to the stepmoms, foster moms, spiritual moms, to biological moms and mother-in-laws, grandmas, nannies, Gigi's, Mimi's, and everyone in between, I honor you today. I am so thankful to every mother that has been in my life, whether they were my own mom or mothers that God placed in my life to spiritually guide me in difficult scenarios and difficult seasons of my life. I am so grateful for them to every biological mother or spiritual mother. You are a mom and I want to acknowledge today that you are pouring into the future generations of this country and you are giving towards the kingdom as you pour wisdom and love and encouragement into children around you. There is no doubt I am where I am today because of the love and prayers of my mom and my dad. Today, I want to talk to you about four extraordinary mothers in the Bible that we can all learn from. They demonstrated traits that not only made them extraordinary, but made them warriors for the kingdom. They raised their children in the truth of God's word and was not ashamed of their role as a mother because they knew how important it was to be called that title of a mother. In today's society, we as women are being attacked at a rate higher than I've ever seen before. We're being told that traditional roles are burdens and we should begin living life for ourselves being who we want, not being held down by the bondage of social roles. I'm all for equality, but in that fight, we have made motherhood a thing of the past. We value our bodies over our children. We value our feelings over our responsibilities to the children we gave birth to. We're forgetting the very reason God gave this responsibility to us. It is not to burden you down with having to take care of children, but it is to raise up the next generation. What a calling. What an honor to be able to pour into our son's lives, to show them how to treat women, to show them how to be young men who, is, who are proud to be a man and proud to be a bold warrior for God. That's not a man who is not afraid to be a gentleman in this day and age, who's not afraid to be who God called him to be. 
Ladies, we have a responsibility to teach our daughters how to not act like girls, but women, to have respect for ourselves, that feminism is not sleeping with anyone you want and dressing like a buffet. You may disagree with me and that's okay, but there comes a time that as mothers, we have to wake up from the lie that we are our kids' best friends and realize we are parents. You are their guide. You are the a watcher on the watchtower. We wonder why our children are so confused, but we have our mothers and fathers under the influence that they have to be still young and still do things for themselves other than parent. These women in the Bible are not extraordinary because of their own strength, but they're extraordinary in how they take on the title and the role that God gave them and are extraordinary in not only pursuing God throughout, but raising up children who are, are going to be strong warriors for God. We, God is calling women, mothers out of their slumber to rise up to be warriors and not afraid to fight the devil tooth and nail for their children, for their husbands, for their families, and not afraid to call themselves a mother. Motherhood is not a disgrace. Though, yes, motherhood is hard. Motherhood is difficult. And sometimes it is hard in seasons when they are young and they need you all the time to not lose ourselves at some point. But when you are with God in this journey of motherhood, you will see the blessing it is to raise up children, even if they're not your own, to see the hand of God on your spiritual children and to see them be raised up to be leaders in this next generation. The three extraordinary mothers of the Bible. The first one, Sarah, the mother who waited. In Genesis eleven thirty, we learned that now Sarai was childless because she was not able to conceive. This would have grieved both Sarah and Abraham. And in Genesis 15, when the word of the Lord came to Abram, he answered, What will you give me, Lord, since you have not given me an heir? God tells him to look at the stars in the sky, for that would be the number of his offspring. Abraham and Sarah waited 15 years before God renewed his promise and 10 more years before the promise would be fulfilled. And Sarah bore a son, Isaac, a total of 25 years of waiting for her promised child. Talk about a persistent mother. Talk about a mother, a woman who was so ready and so willing and ready to hear the word of God that she was willing to wait 25 years for that promised child. Did she doubt? Absolutely. Did Abraham doubt? I mean, we can see that he did. We can see that they struggled with this idea and this promise. I mean, God, it took 15 years for God to even speak the promise and 10 more to bring about this child. Sarah probably wouldn't win an award for waiting. And she even laughed at the idea that God could do what he promised. But thankfully, God's promises do not rely on the level of our faith. Thank God. 
God's promises are true. And thank God that even though Sarah doubted him, even though she went through seasons of strength and even seasons of wondering if it were ever going to happen, God was still faithful. He was still faithful in the promise that he would bring about an heir and that their their heirs, their family tree would be as numerous as the stars. God fulfilled his promise according to his plan. And Sarah responded to God in Genesis 21. It says, God has brought me laughter and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Can you imagine waiting that long for a blessing? That long for a promised child. Maybe some of, some of you that are listening to me today can say you waited very long for your promised child. Maybe you're awaiting that promised child yet and it is still not yet to come about, but you are waiting. Let me encourage you, woman of God and future mother, that Sarah waited 25 years. And I believe that because of God's promise, she would have waited longer if it would have taken that. If she needed to wait longer, I think that they would have because she knew even though through her doubt, she trusted God that his word was true. Sarah tried to believe the promise. And even though she had doubts until it finally came to fruition, God was faithful. Then she laughed with joy at what the Lord had done. Isaac would go on to continue the legacy of his father, Abraham. Hallelujah. Sarah, the mother who waited. The second one, Jochebed, the mother with a plan. In Exodus 2, a new king in Egypt had come to power who was under no obligation to honor Joseph's deeds in Egypt and keep the special arrangements with the Israelites. He was worried about the Hebrews outnumbering and overtaking the Egyptians, so he made them slaves. He also commanded the Hebrew midwives to kill every Hebrew baby boy when they were born, but they did not listen. Thank God to women who don't listen. Amen. (laughs) Thank God to warriors midwives that knew that God's people were called. And even though when the king tells them to kill them, they did not listen. Then Pharaoh gave another decree in Exodus 1, and it says, Every Hebrew boy that is born you must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. A Levite woman, Jochebed, gave birth to a son and hid him for three months. Exodus 2 tells us that when she could hide him no longer, she coated a papyrus basket with tar and pitch and placed the baby in it. Then she set it in the reeds along the bank of the Nile. Jochebed's daughter, Miriam, watched to see what would happen as Pharaoh's daughter went down to bathe. When Pharaoh's daughter saw the basket, her servants retrieved it for her, and inside she found the baby crying and knowing he was a Hebrew child, she felt sorry for him. Miriam then spoke up and asked her if she would like for her to fetch a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby. And she agreed. 
And Jochebed returned with her daughter to nurse her own baby. Let me stop there for a moment. Jochebed was a mother with a plan. If you were to have meet my mother, Crystal Johnson, you would know she's a mother with a plan. I love my mom, even though we may have butted heads in the past. She was a woman of prayer, a woman with a plan, a woman that was willing to fight for her children's health, for her children's faith. And I see in this woman, Jochebed, Moses's mother, how she had a plan that even when the king said he was going to kill the baby boys, she did not run and hide. She did not fret or worry, but she came up with a plan. Now, if we were in her shoes, I'm not sure if I would be able to put my baby by the Nile River, but because of her faithfulness, because of her trust in God and her planning out what she was going to do, God faithful was faithful. And he held up, upheld his end of the bargain. He took care of her son. I believe this was her way of saying God, here is my son. I don't know what to do with him. I don't want him to die. So I give him to you, Lord, so that you will protect him. And that is exactly what God did and how amazing he is. When she put her baby in a basket, set him by the Nile and Pharaoh, the very evil man that had decreed to kill the children, his daughter walks down to bathe. Oh, there is no coincidence with God. Amen. When she walks down to the river to bathe, she notices the baby and has pity on him. And in this moment, God brings it back full circle. I don't know what you're going through, but let me tell you, when you give it to God, when you give your child to God, when you put him down and say, Lord, I need you to protect him in this situation. I need you to protect her in this situation because I have no authority. I'm not able to do anything in this moment. God will do it. And Miriam was so smart and she said, let me get you because I know you're not able to nurse this child. Let me find a Hebrew woman to nurse this baby. And Jochebed didn't even have to be away from her child. When she gave it to God, God brought it back full circle and she was able to be with her child, nurse him, take care of him and him be saved. Hallelujah. God will protect and take care of your children when you hand them over and give them into his hands. Amen. Not only that, but if you read later on, Pharaoh's daughter even pays Jochebed to nurse and raise the baby until he was old enough to come live with her. She then adopted him as her son and named him Moses. Not only did God protect him, not only did God bring it full circle and allow his very own mother to raise him and protect him, but she got paid for it. Hallelujah. God will use what the enemy means to kill you and he will not only protect your children, he will also give you a way to take care of them and he'll use the enemy's money to pay you for it. Hallelujah. God will uphold his end of the bargain if you just give them to him and be a woman and a mother with a plan. Amen.
Jochebed was determined to find a way to save her son. And God blessed her plan. Not only was her son saved from death, he she was able to nurse and raise him until he was old enough to go live with Pharaoh's daughter. Her son Moses went on to free the Hebrew people from Egypt, leading them into the desert toward the promised land according to God's plan. Because a mother had a plan and was not easily discouraged or worried because of the enemy running his mouth, because this mother had a plan, she saw God's faithfulness. He blessed her plan and everything went accordingly. This baby was saved and he was raised up to deliver the people of Egypt. Hallelujah. No matter where your children may be today, no matter if they're living with the enemy, God will still, God is still able to fulfill his plan. Moses grew up an Egyptian. Moses grew up an Egyptian. Even though he lived in the enemy's camp, even though he lived there, it was always ingrained in him who he was, that he was God's people. And ultimately, God used him for the very purpose he was born to do, which was lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Hallelujah. The last mother, Hannah, the mother who kept her promise. 1 Samuel 1, 5 through 6. Hannah was married to a man who loved her very much, but also had another wife. This wife was able to bear children. But in 1 Samuel 1, 5 through 6, we learn that the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. The rival wife provoked Hannah continually, but Hannah would go to the house of the Lord to pray. Her husband tried to console her saying, don't I mean more to you than 10 sons? But in 1 Samuel 1, 8, Hannah gets fed up with the constant nagging and the constant provoking of this other wife. And she had had enough. So Hannah goes further into the temple and prays to the Lord and wept bitterly and made a vow to God. She said, Lord Almighty, if you will only look at your servant's misery and remember me, not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. The Lord blessed Hannah and she gave birth to a son and named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. She did just as she had promised. And when the boy was old enough, she took him to the house of the Lord and presented him to Eli. Hannah then prayed, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. A mother will dedicate their children to God. A true mother, a spiritual mother, a biological mother, whoever you are in that child's life, be a woman that keeps her promises. Be a mother who keeps her promises that will get tired and be done with the enemy's taunting and keep 
the promise to God that God, no matter what I may have, no matter what comes my way, still I will praise you. Whenever I do have my promised child, I will dedicate him and her or her all the days of its life. A mother will dedicate their children to God. Hannah knew who her children came from. It wasn't some oops or accident, but they were designed by the creator of the world for a purpose. You were created with a purpose. Whether you had your mother or father in your life, I declare over you, woman of God, you were created. You are not an accident. You were not some oops that somebody didn't plan, but God planned you. God saw purpose. And even if it was through sin, however a baby may come about, it doesn't matter because that baby still has purpose. That baby still will, God will still use it. For mighty works of the kingdom. It doesn't matter how your children came into this world. It matters how they go out. Be a mother of the promise. Be a mother with a plan. And be a mother in the waiting. Hannah was a mother who knew the importance of raising her child to know the Lord. And not only that, but she knew who he belonged to. Because of her faithfulness, Samuel lived a life dedicated to the Lord. My one desire as a mother is that my child goes to heaven with me. I could care less if he plays sports, even though sports are great. I could care less if he uh, majors as a doctor or a pastor or whatever he chooses to do. My only goal in this life is to raise a child that loves God and loves people. And I can see him in heaven with me. That is what I want for my child. I don't want to be separated from my child for eternity. Woman of God, if you are listening to me today. And you are not sure where you stand with God. Maybe you were with him at one point, but you're so far away from him. You don't know how to go back. All I want to encourage you to do is just call on him. Call on the name of Jesus. He is there in the midst of your trials. He's there in the midst of your pain. No matter how far you've gone, he's still right there. He's one step away. But don't take this for granted. Don't use this mother, don't let this Mother's Day go by and know that there is a way that you could possibly be separated from your children for all of eternity, that they will go to heaven and you will go to hell. Don't let that pass you by. Don't let this opportunity, don't let, don't let Satan say that you have time left. I want to encourage you, mother of God or woman of God. I want to encourage you, woman of God and all of you mothers out there, don't be separated forever from your children. If you're listening to me today and you're a child, you're a grown man or grown woman and your mother and your father are serving God, but you know that you're not where you're supposed to be. Call on him. Call on him today. Do not take a chance for another hour or another day to go by because we are not promised tomorrow. We're not promised a full life. We're not promised every hour will go smoothly, that we won't get sick or something spontaneous happen. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. 
Don't be separated from your family forever. Be a mother in the waiting. God sees you, woman of God, even if you don't have a child right now. There are people and children around you God has placed in your life to spiritually pour into, to love abundantly. Be a mother in the waiting. Even though you might not be a mother by society, you are a mother in God's eyes. Be a mother in the waiting. Women of God, be a mother like Jochebed and have a plan. Be a mother of a plan. Be a woman in the plan. Be a warrior. Don't step down. Don't back up. Be be a woman and mother with a plan. And be like Hannah. Trust God. Be a mother that keeps her promise. That in this waiting period, as you are listening and waiting on God's promise, be a mother that keeps her promise. A woman of God that does not back up from the tauntings of the enemy, but will go further and deeper in the word. Go further and deeper in church. Go further in your relationship with God. And trust that God's promise will come to pass in your life. I'd like to read a scripture before I end today, a scripture that maybe many of us know, but it is something that I have posted in my home that I read almost every day to remind me of the mother and woman of God I am supposed to be. And I pray that this scripture encourages you women of God, warriors in the faith, to stand strong and be a woman and a wife and a young woman and a future mother of these promises. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, it says, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her, her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it out of her earnings and she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for that all her hands have done and let her works bring her praise 
at the city gate. Today, I honor you, woman of God. I honor all of you mothers listening today. You are extraordinary. You are worthy of the love of God. You are purposeful. You have purpose. You are righteous. You are an heir to the king kingdom of God. You are a princess. You are, you speak with wisdom. You have faithful instruction on your lips. Do not let the enemy discourage you from being the woman he has called you to be. Be a faithful mother. Be a woman in the waiting, a mother in the waiting. Be a woman and mother with a plan and be a woman and mother who keeps her promises. God bless you. I pray that this message encouraged you this week. I pray that as we go into this Mother's Day weekend, that you find every woman, every mother that has really, truly blessed your life and poured into you. Send this message to them so that they know that they have truly become an, an empowered and extraordinary woman in your life. I pray that this weekend blesses you, that many of your family rise and call you blessed. I will see you next week with part two of our Extraordinary Mother series. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. See you next time. Love you.